0: Thanks for tuning in today. It's Kevin with Bison Moon Group, Reach the Moon Podcast. I'm sitting here today with Alana Diamond. Uh, Alana, what would be your artist name?
1: Alana Diamond is my real name.
0: (laughs) Uh, What type of music do you perform?
1: Uh, I perform a little bit of everything. I do a bit of country, a bit of folk, uh, a bit of rock. Uh, I've done a few bands here and there, but uh, my original music is mostly folk country.
0: Okay, and what's the biggest venue you've ever played?
1: The biggest venue I've ever played, um, it would probably, I usually play at Big Valley Jamboree for every year on the ATP stage. That would be one of the bigger opportunities that I've had. But uh, overall, I believe my biggest one would be K-Days. I sang on their main stage there a few years ago.
0: Okay. How long have you been singing for?
1: Uh, It's been about nine, almost ten years now.
0: Have you always been at it for the nine years, or did you ever kind of put it on the back burner for a little bit?
1: For the nine years, I've been doing it pretty much plugging away the whole time, but I did the last year kind of just back away for a bit. After I graduated, I kind of wanted to figure out what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do for work, if music never went the way I wanted it to.
0: If you don't mind me asking the question, uh, as you said I could, (laughs) how old are you? Uh, I'm 18. You're 18 and you've been singing for nine years. Yes. I I most definitely hand you for stepping up to the main stage. Uh, Anything that you can do at an early age and get your feet wet and kind of kick before you can swim is uh, a good way to, to work.
1: Yes, it's uh, it's quite thrilling. It's kind of funny. I'm actually more nervous to sing in front of a smaller crowd than I am a bigger crowd. I get more pumped.
0: That's good. So is there anything that you do on the side besides singing? Or what w- is your profession?
1: My profession, I'm a heavy-duty mechanic apprentice, so I work on trailers all day mostly, and hopefully soon it'll be semis, I tankers, everything.
0: That's well done. It's a, a, a certainly a growing business that I don't see leaving anytime soon.
1: So I, I sure as well hop n- hope not because I like my job.
0: <laughs> do your coworkers know that you're a singer?
1: My few coworkers d- do know. My boss does know. There's uh, a few of them that, like, when I leave early, they kind of assume it. And at the same time, I kind of keep it low key because I'm, lo- I'm always frightened that they're going to show up at one of my shows or with the bring all their friends and everything. And. <laughs>
0: As a singer, have you ever written down a business plan for your actual singing career?
1: I, I have written down a business plan. There were many times where I I don't know if you know who Dan Lynn is. He has Dan Lynn Studios and Stu Kirkwood, they are producers. I, I did meet and we've talked with them and we talked about plans and stuff before about recording my originals, where I would go, photography, everything, and for our first EP release. But I, I didn't quite get that far. I kind of stepped away from the plate at that point, breathed and hopefully get there soon so in the next year
0: so do you have any complete cds out at the moment
1: i don't i do have one song recorded it isn't on itunes yet but i'm i'm gonna upload it as soon as i can just trying to work out the technology part of it
0: what's the best way for somebody to reach out to you via social media
1: well, via social media, it would be on Instagram or Facebook under Alana Diamond Music, as well as on YouTube, and all my contact information and events around under all of those as well.
0: Good to hear. Is there anybody in town that you've really worked with?
1: Uh, in town that I've really worked with, uh, it would be iMac Management, and as well, it would be Rita McDade. She was my singing teacher. She has McDade Music, and she used to own the store Fusion Music. Uh, she was my singing teacher for about nine, ten years, and they uh, they really got me going with it all.
0: Even though you've been singing for a long time uh, already is there a huge risk that you're worried about i.e. with your voice or the economy is there a risk that you see in the future?
1: With my music like going uphill down here or my job?
0: What about both? What's your biggest risk in the way of your job affecting your music or your music affecting your job?
1: Well My music wouldn't really uh, affect my job as I see it. The only time it would is if I I suddenly started getting gigs during the days, which wouldn't be too much of an issue. I have a very, very nice boss. He's good. You do your hard work, and he he pays it back to you, right, kind of in those ways. But I feel like my... uh, my job would uh, affect my music in a way. Is as if I got asked, let's say, to go down to like Nashville or Calgary or those places like that to uh, record or perform. It's uh, it comes a, a little bit in the ways then, because not only are you taking one day off, but you're taking a few days off for travel, and then you're you're missing money. You Kind of got to weigh the pros and cons of everything, right? And it's your worry is is if I go down somewhere or travel somewhere to record. It's when you come back. Are you going to have that like stable job still to go to? Is the economy going to change? Is something happened at your job, right?
0: That's completely understandable. It's part of being an entrepreneur that's fun is juggling both and then almost committing to one or the other. Is there something from your childhood or your parents that have brought you into singing?
1: into singing i uh when i was little i used to dress up all the time as like anastasia and all these characters and i used to sing in the kitchen for my mom and dance around and there was uh one night i had a karaoke machine and had this little outfit on and my mom was playing my favorite song or whatever duffy and she she uh she looked at me and i was singing away and she thought i think i think you can sing i'm gonna take you to someone and she took me to Rita McDade, and I, I was nervous and shy, little nine-year-old me. I stood in the corner, and I was singing away, and that's how I kind of got into it. Rita just didn't question anything. She goes, I want her. I want her to sing with me. I, w- I want to teach her. I want to I wanna make her voice bigger.
0: That's good. That's good that she was able to take you under your wing. Did you always grow up in Edmonton?
1: Uh, I didn't. I, I was born in England uh, in Somerset Chard. I lived there till I was about seven and then I moved here and I've not really been anywhere since. So Sherwood Park's kind of my little nest.
0: <laughs> What's the uh, biggest struggle that you've had in the last two or three years? Something that you didn't quite plan for or something that you did plan for but didn't go as smoothly as you thought?
1: Um, there were a few things. Um my parents split, which was a very big thing. I have an autistic brother and uh my sister, and she's the stepmom's got three kids as well. So it's a big, huge up in the air, right? It was moving here and there around Shurid Park, right? Like the, the whole money thing that happens between parents and who gets the kids here who gets the kids there right like who spends holidays where and it was uh it was kind of hard right because you're always juggling all over the places or if you had an event um like at my high school I remember one time I was singing it was one parent wouldn't go because the other parent would go right and you're kind of like tasseled because you're like well which parent comes you never knew which was going to happen so or you never knew where you were going to be cuz right when you're that young it was okay you're going here or you're going there so that was that was quite a hard thing too or when i worked i started working at a young age it was i didn't drive yet and it was like well one moment this parent's picking you up the next one's picking you up so you never kind of knew it was all a juggle in the air
0: no that's understandable i i appreciate you exp- expanding a bit into your personal life because it is a huge part of being an entrepreneur sometimes you're running a a good operation and then life kind of kicks you in the butt and uh, sometimes it's under your control and it happens to all of us um i am split from my partner uh that i have my children with and now i'm happily married so i do understand and i love my kids and it's a good juggle
1: yeah, it, it definitely is a juggle. You go here, there. My my dad lives in the States now, so I'm I'm going to visit him next September, but it's trying to plan it right when her kids are there and me and my brother and sister can go down and we all get together. So he'd have a huge family thing and half-sister lives in England, so well next September we're all going to be like 13 of us in a house. <laughs> so it's going to be good.
0: Sounds good. Hopefully there's more than one washerman there.
1: <laughs> there is. Th- thank God for that. <laughs>
0: What do you think you're achieving with your music that you didn't quite plan for? So even though you sing a song and you might warm up somebody's heart, what is possibly something else that you think you're achieving with?
1: Well, when I when I was singing when I was younger, right, it's uh, it was I wanted I wanted people to, like, feel that warmth, like you said. Right. But as I get older. Um, my original songs that I've performed, they, they're off my emotions. They're off of the struggles in life that I've lived, off the joys of everything, right? That's that's the best way I find to write your music is off your own personal experience because then you can connect with it. But I find that, yes, I'm warming someone's heart out there and they like the song, they like the tune, I, but I find you look at that one person in the back who's actually been through the same thing and, and you you look them dead in the eye and they just look right back at you and it's almost like you you have like a little moment cuz you you know that they've experienced it too and they go through with it and it's it's a nice connection it's it's I can't really explain it it's it's kind of just a moment
0: cool i i like that you feel very connected to your art who would you say your target market is for the type of music you play
1: my my target market for the kind of music i play you know the young Kids nowadays, they all listen to stuff that I wouldn't have listened to till I was <laughs> older, of course. But I, my target o- audience is kind of a little bit of everyone, right? Older people, younger people. I just... Anyone it kind of reaches out to. Because everyone has their own different taste, right? Like, when I was younger, I was listening to, like, Animal and Foo Fighters and stuff, which you wouldn't usually hear to your teens. Or I was listening to Etta James when I was young, and that's usually more for older people. But I... My music, anyone that they can connect with, right? So it's out there for everyone.
0: Very cool. I don't know how you would answer the question, but I want to ask the question. Do you, How do you view your pricing? Pricing for playing gigs or pricing for your music? Do you want to actually be able to be downloadable on iTunes as a cost or do you want to get your music out there for free and then perform for a price? How can you turn your love for music into a business?
1: To kind of do that, obviously, when you start out, you need to know that, okay, starting out, it's it's kind of going to be a free thing, right? That's how you, you got to get your name out there first. You kind of got to get your music there. It's a, it's a long road. You got to kind of weasel up the ladder. But it's usually I go off pros and cons, right? So you got to think, well... How far am I traveling? Is how long is this gig gonna be? Do I need to bring my own equipment? This and that. How many people are gonna be there? Is this gonna be very well known? Um, usually I do a lot of house parties, and I if they go, we offer food and we offer refreshments, right? I'm like that's that's good enough for me. I'm I'm okay with that, right? Just travel. I do house parties here and there, and I did a wedding a few years ago, and they were like, yeah, we will we will pay you cash and you come travel here and everything and we'll feed you and I was like well that's fair enough they're like you bring your equipment and they gave me a set list that they wanted me to play and I was like yep that means I got to learn it getting paid to learn it that's time out of my day right I'm like I got to travel as well all of that comes in I'm like that's good or if it's gigs in Edmonton right and um, if it's a more like open like there's going to be lots of people there usually we get paid a little but if it's um, like trade fairs and stuff I, I don't mind singing for free I'm I really don't mind it and for music on iTunes it's um I'm I'm still not decided on that yet. I I'd like to give it out for free but at the same time I think it's going to be like a f- a 50-50 thing, right? First album maybe free, second album it's like pretty low pricing, so
0: that's uh, actually interesting to hear you kind of work through things. Um I talked to somebody in the city here a little while ago. And he said, anybody that gives anything out for free doesn't last. And not that I wasn't puzzled by him saying that, but when you give stuff out for free, sometimes you're doing it for free to learn yourself. As an entrepreneur, when you ask your friends or family, what do you think? It's always their opinion as a a biased opinion. But when you ask somebody that you have never met before what do you think of my song and they don't know you're the artist and they say i love it who's the artist does that ever put a a tickle or a smile on your face
1: Uh, it does quite a lot actually i uh, a few friends of mine and uh, some family i if we're here and we're kind of jamming out or whatever i'll play one of my songs but i won't tell them what and I'll just play it within my other songs that I play. Maybe, like, I'm not the only one here. And then one of my originals and, like, Riptide there. And they, uh, they'll say, oh, go back to that song. And I'm like, oh, did you you like that song? Yeah, yeah. I, I, sw- I swear I've heard that somewhere before. But I, I post them on Facebook and YouTube, right? So they, they've they seen it maybe and heard of it. And I'll go back and play it. And they're like, oh, I'm going to Shazam this. And they try and they can't get it. And it, it makes me start to giggle. And they're like, what? And I'm like, well, the the artist is me and they're like what and i'm like yeah it's my song and they're like no and pull out your songbook and you're like i wrote this down it's mine it does puts kind of like a smile on your face because you're like wow they they didn't even know it was mine and they enjoyed it they tried to shazam it look it up and it wasn't theirs so
0: no very cool that's a good experience okay so sitting here talking with you uh there was a clunk and your knife fell out of your pocket why do you have a knife
1: uh, I'm more of a, <laughs> I'm more of a country kid. So like one day I'd like to grow up and have a farm, but I always carry one on me. So usually I wear boot cuts, cowboy boots, plaid, sometimes the cowboy hat too, depending if I'm going out or not. So I, I always just have one on me. It's, it's very convenient. <laughs> so I think part of it comes from always carrying like a exacto knife on me at work as well.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I had to ask the question because it shows your personality and your passion for who you are. Um, being somebody that works in, like, let's call it in an environment that changes, are you ever worried that you're working in a stinky environment where there's exhaust fumes or anything like that, it'll ever damage your voice?
1: Uh, I don't because we... When we start up a semi or anything inside the shop, we always have to have at least one like door, bay door, half open, open or whatever it is. Usually half in the winter time when it's cold. But, um, those semis are so big and everything rises, right? That by the time it would come down to me, as I'm short myself, I think it's already gone out the door. And as well, I think it would more affect your lungs. But, to depending the fact that I work under trailers mostly, <laughs> I think I like to think I'm protected from it. So I, I don't see any harm in it as well. Um, speaking of my work, I, I'm fabricating a trailer right now, so we're welding, grinding, pulling it apart, putting it back together, and painting it. I've been wearing a respirator mask and safety goggles and a face shield for about 10 hours a day for about four days now. So I like to think I'm protected. It's kind of hard to breathe through, but it's it's good. I'm saving my lungs.
0: Well, that's the idea, too, is somebody that on their spare time uh with their business is putting out their vocal cords putting out their lungs it's something that you should have to take care of year round what do you do on the side for kind of relaxation hanging out with your friends that uh, puts you towards your entrepreneurship or do you tell everybody that you're an entrepreneur a singer
1: well most people that i know they uh, i do have my music account right on facebook and on instagram it uh, does pop or pop up as a sponsored thing, right? Like it shows up on Instagram, the Explore page, or Facebook, right? You may like this page, and uh, everyone I went to high school with knows that I'm a musician. I did the music classes there, performances here, there. I I recorded a song with Gord Bamford one time. They're absolutely amazing people. They're so friendly, and they're they're local as well. But I uh, I I don't really worry too much about it. It's it's kind of out there, so.
0: Okay, that's cool. I always find sometimes I always get tired of talking about the same thing to my friends or my wife gets t- tired of hearing about the business sometimes when we're out for drinks and it's just supposed to be a night out instead of business.
1: Yeah, my my friends, I have my few close friends, they they mean the world to me. I I I do drive an old square body, so I do like to take that out for drives and my friends and I we like to do we like to go explore, you get a coffee, you know, you go drive and Usually it ends up being like a four hour concert featuring me, <laughs> cause I just, I can't help but sing, right? In the truck, it's just a natural thing. Or when we're here, if we, we play guitar for a bit, it's, it's, they, they know I do my music, but they're, they never say no or they never say it's too much. They, they enjoy it because it, I guess it makes me happy. That's the same as my friends when we go out, let's say shopping. I'm not a huge shopper, but I'll go along and be enthusiastic and I'm like, yeah in my mind, I'm like, no, but it's all good. So i have got to do a little bit of everything that everyone loves. No, that's
0: cool. Um, a question that I always ask is how can I help you reach the moon?
1: To, to help me reach the moon? It's uh, honestly, <laughs> this podcast, it meant the world already that you reached out to me. It's the idea that, i'm i'm just doing my thing here i'm chugging along you know i'm weaseling my way slowly up the ladder and the fact that when i i left the community of music for a bit to make sure that i had that backup job in case everything went sideways i could support myself right kind of get the road started that when i jumped right back in it's within a week you you reached out to me and was like i'd like to do this podcast with you i'd like to meet with you i'd like to speak with you and already to me that that means a lot and it's it's the fact that you were interested and the fact that this is going out to people, right? The, that you were sharing, you're sharing my words and my music.
0: Well, I, I really appreciate you working with me. So if you're out there and you're interested in working with her, please reach out to her via her Instagram or Twitter account. She's very receptive and gets back to you within hours. Um, unless she's under a trailer. <laughs> yeah,
1: you, usually then it's a few hours. It kind of comes in waves on the brakes
0: even though that you're in the beginning parts of the business, do you ever think working with somebody actually running the company, running your media or having an and like an employee would ever help you?
1: And there's, there's, it's kind of like a half and half. I have thought about that in the past, right? Like what if I, I had someone almost like a manager, right? That could come here, go there, social media and stuff. And I find that people who have others run their social media like a job it's it seems more strict and almost kind of like oh well it's 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 run it's it's business based right whereas my music account is as in fact my instagram it's i post all my personal videos of me singing here just in my living room um and it's I post photos of like I found a new nice place to eat, right? Kind of like help support that restaurant too, and I'll tag them in it. Or this week tomorrow I'm performing at the Wild Earth Cafe and Bakery. I uh, I put it out there and I tag them in it and I tag all the places, right? It's it's more I find if it's personal based, it's it's more open to everyone, right? Because they're like, oh well. It's she's it's her own thing. She's doing it right, and it's it's personal, right? It's in the living room. It's not business based. It's not like well, this album's coming out here, and I'm singing here, and tickets are here, and I'd, like it's it's not so strict. I find
0: that's really interesting to look at it from that angle. I like that actually, kind of country backyard mentality that we can build a farm if we work together.
1: Yeah, it's I find find when you're more personal right and when you're more like down to earth as everyone else and not just straight to business and you it's you you still show your goals but you're not like just trying to like target them right away that people can see that you're trying to build your way up i find that they're more heart to heart and they're more kind of there for you for support
0: how often do you perform every week
1: well, I just <laughs> jumped back into this about a week and a half ago, I'd say. I started posting back on social media and stuff, and within the last week and a half, I had you reach out to me. I had Yeg Music reach out to me, and um Kathleen McMurray from IMAC Management reach out to me for some shows, and my mom's been talking to me about some more uh, retirement home shows because she works for them, and I guess they love hearing young people sing, so I, I'll be going back there and... A lot of Christmas gigs are coming up soon, and I tend to get a few phone calls for that. So I do some old classic Christmas tunes. So I'm hoping it'll get busier like it used to be, but before I jumped out of the music kind of career for a bit, it usually was like two to three times a week I was performing, usually a Saturday night show. I would open up here, open up there, have my own show. So
0: That's really interesting um, that you chose to... Make a movement towards yourself and find a separate avenue um, right on a school. You know, I mean, to have a side business or a side hustle of doing music and then stopping to choose a, a, a typical nine to five job and then deciding to go back to your side hustle.
1: Yes. Well, when I graduated a year ago, I I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. Everyone's like, well, I'm going to university for this. I'm doing that. I'm going to travel for a bit. I'm going to take a year off. And I I wanted to travel. But then part of me like I do want to travel. But part of me was also like, well, you before you can do that, you need to have a backboard. You need to have something that you can come back on. So I kind of stumbled around for a bit and tried to figure out what I did. I was working retail at the time in a clothing store. And I don't know what happened but I think just one day it kind of clicked my dad's a truck driver I'm surrounded by a lot of people in the trades and automotive and I I was like well I I like vehicles and I like trucks and I like fixing things and hands-on and I want to do heavy duty mechanics so I I jumped into that and I went back to school and I upgraded in the classes I needed and I it was very hard to get the job I did and I'm very thankful for the chance that I was given for it it's taken me very far I've been doing it almost a year now since I got out of high school and I I'm going to school in January for it I can't believe I even made it that far but now that I've made it that far and I'm stable and I'm on my own and I have everything kind of settled out right like when you live on your own you need to know how much for food gas all that stuff I um, I'm kind of like well I like my music and I miss my music so I want to jump back into it I'm gonna jump back in and hopefully the support is there and I'm I'm shocked by all the support that is still there from my music right from the moment I left to the moment I come back
0: what do you think your biggest expenses with actually having the music side of things
1: Mm, with the music side of things well, over the past few years, my my main instrument is obviously my vocal cords, but as well my guitar and I love my guitar. I've had it for probably six or seven years now and it's, I think the biggest expense in it would probably be the gas. <laughs> the gas for your truck or your car right cuz you're traveling to all these rehearsals you're traveling to these gigs right you got to be there early you got to be there late and sometimes if you need enough equipment but don't have enough room or if it's winter time I I only have a day cab kind of thing i if i can't fit all my equipment in i no chance i'm putting it in the snowy back i'm gonna i'll drive back and forth for it so i think it's that gas there or if you're in the city right it's stop and go and stop and go at every light right so that chews up your gas pretty fast
0: her uh pickup truck she drives i saw it in in the driveway there it's that typical country music pickup truck it is that uh, uh, you would sell peaches on of
1: it. <laughs> yes it's a, a 1992 dodge ram 150 so
0: yeah uh blue <laughs> bright blue no i i really appreciate you sitting down with me today um so if you feel like you can help her along or ha- have never heard her sing before please listen to her on instagram um thank you anna for sitting down with me
1: well thank you for having me i had a wonderful time
0: thank you for listening to bison moon group reach the moon podcast
1: Wanna feel the sun This world that I can do. Sometimes it's hard for me to understand. You're teaching me to be a better man. But I don't want to take this life for granted like I used to do. No. I want to love somebody. Love somebody like you. Somebody loves somebody like